0: CHAPTER THREE DECEMBER THIRD NUTCRACKER There is a trunk pulled out, open at Aziraphale's feet. His hands reach in and out, forward and back again. Smell's waft from within. There is a hint of dust marking out the count of years. There are pine cones with cinnamon oil and dried fir tree needles. Something of clove and something of ambergris. Raphael pulls out the back of red ornament bulbs, setting them to the side. You're gonna take ten years to get through all that, Crowley says, leaning against the nearby column, a cup of cocoa in his skinny-twist hands. He sets it down on the occasional table nearby, pushing it toward Raphael. A new set of scents is added to the roaster. Chocolate and sugar. Something... Two of hot metal and apples, of vetiver and wool. Raphael knows Crowley's smell by heart, how to pick out the notes of him. The top notes and the quiet ones, too. He's never tucked his nose into Crowley's neck, taken a deep breath of it. Never pulled enough in, gotten everything he's wanted. Half the pleasure of decorating for the holiday is going through all the memories. He looks up at the lithe demon, the half-drunk smile on his lips, lazy and simple. The sunglasses are nowhere to be seen. His eyes are as yellow as a wise man's cloak. His eyes are as gold as myrrh. Yeah? What kind of memories, angel? Reach in. Tell me what your box looks like, the one where you pack away your memories for another year. It's cold now, it's snowing. What does it look like when you dress the world up in ribbons and light? What does it look like when you string berries and garlands over your staircases, when you tuck gold into unexpected places? Tell me how you make your world beautiful. Tell me what you keep, tucked away, year after year. In the bottom of the trunk, there is a nutcracker. You know the one. Aziraphale's is tall, shaped like a soldier and dressed in green. The beard is half peeling off, the black paint on the eye is worn and chipped. Over the years the wood base has warped. It never sits quite right on the mantle, always wobbling if you touch it. I could miracle it, perhaps, but that doesn't seem quite right, does it? Not in the spirit of things. It's better to remember. Well, my dear, Raphael says, turning and holding the nutcracker in his two careful curators' hands. Do you remember this? Crowley's eyes widen. You still have that? Of course. I wouldn't dream of getting rid of it. For her- her- someone's sake, it's falling apart. Give it over, I can miracle... Don't you dare, Aziraphale says, holding the nutcracker tight against himself, tucking the face of the soldier into his waistcoat against his chest. In the absence of Crowley, the nutcracker will do. You got this for me. Crowley flushes. He looks away, hands shoved in his dark denim pockets, fussing with the belt loops. It's not a big deal, just a thing. It had been a simple thing. Remember it now, December 1941. London ached under the weight of war, trying to find their footing like Atlas had, to bear the blitz on their shoulders. On their backs. Lift with your knees, they remember. It's never a question of not bearing up, only a question of bearing up best. The air attacks had ceased in May, but the relentless gray bore on. You could see it in the eyes, you could see it in the grim mouths. Crowley had dropped by the bookshop one day, had slung on his brill-creamed hair, his suit black as spiders' legs and clean-pressed, the long box held behind his back, the ribbon as red as his hair and trimmed in gold. What is it? Azirafel had asked. Nothing special, Crowley had said, shifting awkwardly and handing it over. Just a thing, not a big thing. Brighten the place up a bit, you know. Between white hands and his square fingers, Azirafel had undone the bow, carefully setting it aside. He had undone the wrapping paper, carefully folding it up again like a letter. Under white tissue paper, the nutcracker had shone in glossy paint and promise, too. Unboomed and undestroyed, the spirit of something unnamed. "'Oh, my dear,' Aziraphale had breathed. "'Yeah, I told you, it's nothing, really. It's kinda stupid. You don't have to keep it or anything.' "'It's perfect!' he had said, his eyes had felt very hot. Thank you. Now, decades and decades later, Azirafel pulls the nutcracker out from his box of memories and ornaments. His box of bright things, his ways to make the world bright. This nutcracker, kept through wars and holy water too, through the end of the entire world. Through the dawn of it again. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. He sets it on the mantel, there against pine garlands and holly, against gold and red velvet. There, in a place of pride, peeling beard and chipped paint on full display. Aziraphale breathes in, satisfied and warm. He turns to move near Crowley, picking up the mug of cocoa, looking over the fireplace. "'It's my favorite piece, you know.' "'You've got a terrible taste.' "'He smiles into his cocoa. "'Oh, I'm afraid I have to disagree, my dear.' "'Aziraphale turns and kisses Crowley on the cheek. "'Fire under that pale skin, under his lips, too. "'When he pulls back to move back to the trunk, "'to other memories and other years,' Crowley is watching him with wide open eyes, with a flush like that of a painted nutcracker, given once wrapped up in red ribbon.